Hello and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen and I'm so glad you're here. So I took a week off last week, not necessarily for any good reason, but just because I needed to. And I know normally I try to do this every week, but last week I just needed one of those mental breaks. It just uh, needed to happen. So here we are back again. Um, So let's catch up on a couple of things that I am excited about right now. Uh, Glennon Doyle released her new uh, podcast called We Can Do Hard Things. And I'm really excited about that to get diving in and listening to her there. Uh, I just finished her book Untamed this week. And I will be doing a podcast about that book. I think I had a friend of mine ask if I had read it yet and I purchased it. I just didn't get around to it. And apparently that was the spark I needed because then I took off reading and never stopped. So uh, that one I did pretty quickly within a couple of days and I have a lot of thoughts on it, but I need to give it a little bit of time to marinate. I need to listen to a couple of chapters again and I'll probably chat with her for a little while first before I do my official podcast on it, but that one will be upcoming. Uh, Apple TV has a new series by Oprah and Prince Harry, The Me You Can't See, and this one looks incredible, and I'm very excited for this. The one thing, whether or not you like the royals, whether or not you like Oprah, it doesn't matter to me, but the one thing I think both of them are doing is helping to remove the stigma of mental illness and understanding that all of us have battles that we're fighting, whether they're seen or unseen. And this gives a few stories to follow along with. So I'm pretty excited about that. Also, I think coming out this week is Pink's All I Know So Far. That one's coming out on Amazon I've been seeing it everywhere. I thought it was going to come out last week, but um, I'm pretty sure it comes out this coming week. There's also another one on Amazon, which hats off to Amazon for having a couple of things that I actually would like to see on their network. Um, Underground Railroad has 10 episodes, and from the reviews that I read is just outstanding, and I'm going to dive into that one as well. Of course, I'm watching Handmaid's Tale, I haven't been keeping up week to week on it simply because that drives me crazy. (laughs) I don't know how I used to do that, but when I want to watch something, I want to watch as many episodes as I want to watch at a time. And the week, waiting for a week thing just doesn't, doesn't fly with how I like to do it anymore. So thank you, streaming TV, you have spoiled weekly shows. So those are the upcoming things that I'm kind of excited about. Um, What is it? Top Gun 2, Maverick, or whatever they're calling it, has been pushed back until Christmas. But it looks like it probably will happen considering so many things are opening back up and we're getting back to some semblance of normal. So hopefully I'll go see that around the holidays and I know Downton Abbey 2 is coming out for Christmas again this year which I'm also very excited about. I'll probably have to go by myself since nobody else likes that but I'm fine with it. 
So today I was originally going to talk about the movie Underwater. Well, let me back up. I was first going to talk about the movie uh, The Woman in the Window, which is a Netflix streaming movie currently out right now. Everybody was ranting and raving about this and, oh, it's the best movie ever, blah, blah, blah. So we decided to give it a try the other night and... I want to say we made it a half hour before we bailed on it and just said, this is awful and I I just can't. So if you have seen this and you liked it, tell me why, (laughs) because we could not, we couldn't get into it. I have no idea what the point of it was. So I gave up on that one. And then I had to think about, well, what, what is the next thing that I want to want to talk about today. So I decided to watch the movie Underwater with Kristen Stewart. This one came out last year and it's been on my list for a long time. I like Kristen Stewart um, just because she's quirky and different. She's not your typical box office star. And so why not? (laughs) This was another one that I, I think I should have just saved my time on. I've watched it three times now and I still don't have any idea what it was about truly. But let me give you my two cents on it and we'll see we'll see what you guys think. So uh, like I said, this one came out last year. Uh, it's considered horror in sci-fi. I knew it was sci-fi, uh, which is why I liked it, but I didn't realize it was horror. So I wasn't prepared for the I don't know, what do you call it, monster? And for those of you that were born probably pre-1985, or shall I say after 1985, you probably will not know this movie, and maybe even some of you born when I was born aren't going to know this movie. But uh, Underwater is way too similar to the movie Leviathan, which came out in 1989, and it had Peter Weller in it, So for those of you that don't know, he was the original RoboCop. So let me read to you what they describe Leviathan as. Um, That one was considered adventure, horror, and mystery. And it said, perched on the hull of a wrecked Soviet fighter, a team of deep sea miners led by an oceanographer come face to face with a mutant creature that's the product of a failed genetic experiment. I liked that movie. It was I mean, if you watch it today, it's terrible. It's really terrible. But back in the day, I loved that one. I would constantly get it from the movie store, you know, back when we had VHS, Be Kind Rewind. And so here is the, here is the description of Underwater. A crew of oceanic researchers work, working for a deep sea drilling company, try to get to safety after a murderous earthquake, or I'm sorry, <laughs> after a mysterious earthquake devastates their deep water research drilling facility located at the bottom of the marina t- uh, trench. So we've got this theme of like miners that are drilling deep sea. This felt very Leviathan meets aliens meets the abyss. And if I could get my hands on the movie The Abyss, I think I have it on VHS, but I do not have it uh, digital format at all, and you can't buy it anywhere right now. So I'm I'm still trying to find that because I really want to review that one. But 
it felt like all of these movies, like they took some of the best parts of these movies and, and threw them in this one and then created some creature. And I was not prepared for that. So every time they show one of these underwater habitat things, you know that there is going to be something attacking typically the, where they're staying because you're solely dependent on this environment that's under the water and you can't breathe and you're so far down that you can't get help. And so you know that's the premise of it. I was just not prepared for I, I don't monster uh, under sea creature. I don't know what it was. And that's why I had to watch it so many times because I was just really unsure as to what the hell I was I was seeing. And it's not I I didn't find it scary because I found it stupid. And it sounds a little brutal to be that harsh, but really it, this movie was pointless and did Kristen Stewart understand she was going to be in her underwear so often or for most of the movie? I feel like that was thrown in there just for I don't know, the guys that are watching. And, I mean, the movie starts and she's in her bra and underwear, of course. Brushing her teeth, which, side note here, brushing your teeth in a movie or a TV show for all that goes is one of the fakest things I have ever seen. I have yet to see anybody get frothy, that dribble their toothpaste down their shirt, that forget to turn their electric toothbrush or off when they pull it out of their mouth so that it sprays their face. Maybe I'm asking that for a friend. Uh, but anyway, so fake. So it just drives me crazy how they're all of a sudden just, you know, they put it down and no big deal. Supposedly you have a mouthful of toothpaste. I mean, do people not brush your teeth? But anyhow, I digress. So she's in her underwear like 90% of the movie or underwear with a jacket thrown over kind of thing. Um, one thing I was surprised with this movie because I watched all the extras so you don't have to, of course, because I try to bring you that unknown random facts that you wouldn't see unless you spent the hours I did watching these things. And they shot this movie uh, called Dry for Wet, meaning it was not shot in water. And that was surprising to me. Um, it was all done with lighting, smoke, and frame rate. And just so you know what kind of a frame rate, it was 30 to 32 frames per second, and they shot with a lot of wires. So the suits that they were wearing um, were extremely heavy. They were over 100 pounds or up to 100 pounds. And, you know, some of them, like take Kristen Stewart, for example, or the girl that plays Emily, they they weigh like a buck 20 soaking wet. So they could hardly move in these suits. So they, they used these riggings and um, wires to be able to help them move. But again, none of this was done in the water itself. So uh, one of the actresses was saying that they had to pretend like they were running underwater where they're, so they're slow motion, but yet they had to talk at a normal speed um, so they could shoot this, and then it was all added in after um, after the fact. And what how they created this set is that they went down to uh, Louisiana, and they found an old Lowe's that was destroyed by a hurricane, and so they turned it into their soundstage and created all these different areas of the habitat that they're living in. And 
there's only one part that they truly filmed with water, and that was um, when they're when they're going into the pool. Again, it feels very much like the abyss here, or even that movie. Uh, uh, what is it? Sphere. Um, I could see some some bits of that in here as well. So essentially, they ripped off a ton of movies, but whatever. Uh, they shot this movie in sequence from beginning to end. Quite often they don't do that kind of thing, but there were some parts of the habitat that they wanted to destroy. And so they obviously can't do that at the beginning. But I personally, I think that they were counting on the fact that people wouldn't have seen things like Leviathan, maybe not even the abyss because they're, you know, I don't want to say they're 30 years old because it doesn't feel like it was 30 years ago, but they're 30-year-old movies. So unless you're someone like myself who grew up with those, who loved those movies as a kid, who can quote far too much of them, um, they may have been awful, but it was almost the same thing. I didn't know what they called this stupid creature until I watched the... Uh, the extras, apparently the first one they see is called a clinger, which feels very much like the face sucker from Alien. So I I just feel like they borrowed from those that did this well, and they made a B movie. I don't know if they still classify movies as like a B movie, but I would say this was a B movie. And the other thing that I noticed is that the creature... And I'm just going to keep calling it a creature because I don't know what the hell it is. But this creature looked pretty similar to what we see in Stranger Things. I mean, did we all of a sudden go to the upside down when we went down into this depth? Um, and they kill him with a flare gun. Well, maybe they didn't kill. They killed one of them. Were there multiple? I don't know. And that's why, like I said, I had to watch this a few times and I still... I have no idea what they did. I don't know what the point was of this movie. Um, I won't save or I won't ruin the ending for you because there should be at least one thing that you get to experience on your own if you sit through this one. But boy, this was a bad choice. They must have paid her well. I, I mean, that's all I can think of. And the other thing that it took me a little while to realize that the guy, uh, there's one guy in there, uh, I can't remember his name, but he plays, or he's in uh, Ready Player One. I recognized his voice. So then I was distracted once I realized that was the guy from Ready Player One. And uh, TJ or something is his name. But, you know, I, I'm not sure what it's like as as an actor, if they truly, if they get a lot of, I mean, did, did people read this and go, wow, that is the movie that I want to make. I mean, I am really excited about that. I I just can't imagine if I would have read this on anywhere on a script, if I would have jumped up and said, I can't wait to do this movie. Um, it just seems, I don't know, it just seems a little stupid to me, but I suppose I'm also not an actor, so 
perhaps I wouldn't understand. But it was one of those one of those movies that I great, I saw it. I can't get those two hours back or, you know, two hours plus all the extras that I did. So I'll have to live with that. But it was it was not worth my time. Um and I still I don't know how much she made in this movie. I know like in twenty nineteen when she did Charlie's Angels, she made seven million. I can't imagine they gave her even that much, but maybe they did. It just felt too much like a ripoff of the Abyss, Aliens, and Leviathan. Um, and I think they were counting on too many people not to have seen those movies to make that connection. One other interesting fact, which I thought was fun, is when they are shooting those scenes where they go down into the water, uh, into the pool, where they have their full suits on, uh, that was shot in warm water. They had 42,000 gallons of warm treated water. And they would pump it in there, and they would do this while they filmed all those scenes that had water. And then they would pump it out at night, and they would clean it and keep it heated, which I think is interesting. I know how much work it takes to handle a saltwater tank, one forty-five gallon and one twenty gallon. I can't imagine forty-two thousand gallons of water that's treated that you have to maintain. So I don't have a whole lot more to say about this one, just because it was so bad. And I figure, good, bad, and ugly. I'm going to share my thoughts. So here it is. And that's all I've got for you today. Make sure you pop over to Instagram and say hello, Nerd Girl Musings. Welcome to those that are joining me for the first time and a special happy birthday to Bruce, who was my very first subscriber. And I miss you. Um, Hope all is well. Take care and be safe.